Hey, fellow horror fans, welcome to the Fear Central Radio Show. I am your host, Mike. And uh, joining me this week, I've got Heather, Katie, Paul, Chris. And we have names again this week. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and once again, you know, uh, 2019 has taken its vengeance oh. on us. Yes. So that's it's almost where we're like a show every other week right now because 2019 is so vicious. If, uh-huh. and terrible. if Fear Central had insurance, it would be canceled. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Pretty it would much. Be. It's <laughs> the evil stepsister of 2018. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, but this saying. week we are discussing um, makeup. And favorite subject. And we're going to tell you how to get the best smoky eyes. Yes. <laughs> we're going to do it on Paul, too. I, I'm sorry. There's already five minutes into this, and i got to kill somebody. <laughs> uh, if we're going to do a smoky eye, somebody needs to teach me how to do that. Oh, it's easy. Oh, easy. Yeah. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll we pop his eye out with a knife, and no. we hold it over no. a fire, and it smokes. No, first you roll the marijuana. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> that kind of show, honey. Gotcha, 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 yeah. gotcha. <laughs> Gotta roll it. I just use a pipe. Oh God! Shove it right in there. <laughs> All right, makeup. <laughs> yep. All right. So the biggest debate, uh, probably since the early to mid '90s, has always been Dawn of practical time. effects or computer-generated effects, known as CGI. Yes. Right. Okay. So throughout most of the '90s, CGI was the predominant. Even if it didn't look quite right. You mean Spawn. Yeah. Right. You're referring to the movie Spawn. <laughs> I like Spawn. It was all right. But at least Leguizamo's character was fine. He was practical. I don't know that anything was fine about John Leguizamo. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he was... He was very uh, animated. He it, was. He was the equivalent of car keys being thrown in front of your face. So, is it? I liken it to. I liken it to Jim Carrey in the no. Mask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 If you throw in a lot more fart jokes. Yes. Cuss words and. I'm hard edged and the clown. <laughs> I'm not the violator. I'm the keter. I'm whatever. Yeah. Yep. Looking forward to that new Spawn movie. It's supposed to be more horror than action hero, well, yeah. from what I've heard. Yep. Um, but Anyways. I was looking, and uh, the Los Angeles Film School has an article on CGI versus in-camera effects mm-hmm. based on an article that was done for something called Tested. Okay, yeah. Um, and in here, they talk that's a lot a, about... Uh, that's Adam Savage's program isn't oh it? is it tested yeah oh yeah. okay okay um but you know they say that uh filmmakers are always having to wrestle with a difficult question about whether to use cgi uh especially now that a wave of practical effects has uh witnessed a resurgence in hollywood and let's <laughs> see this article off. was <laughs> right to see oh by the way bring it back please <laughs> I don't see a date for said article, but I'm sure it's recent. Um, there in an interview, they talked to Rick Baker. Uh, you may know his work from American Werewolf in London. Mm-hmm. Men in Black, he, he The Professor. Like, it makes it sound like it's just Rick Baker. No, 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 no. Stan Winston. <laughs> it, yes. th- those are the two. Well, <laughs> you got Tom Savini. Tom Savini. Uh huh. And and then you have Greg Nicotero. Nicotero. You, you Nicotero have that top ten 
tears, the the, the godfathers, we'll, so to we'll speak. Get, we'll get back to Nicotero and, in this discussion. And Neil is in there. She kind of slides in in a spot. You got Rob Bottin. Yeah. Uh-huh. We talk about his work a lot and John Carpenter's The Thing. And V. McNeil doing the horrifying yes. Mrs. Doubtfire. Well, she also did Beetlejuice and did Lost Boys and right. Pirates of the Caribbean. And Hunger and Games 2 Hunger and 3 Games. and 4. I mean, her list is almost as, well, okay, not almost, but it's pretty damn long. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, but, you know. You you could ride you could ride by on the uh, makeup effects done and makeup and special effects done on Beetlejuice alone for an entire career probably probably yeah. especially uh, considering how much of that was fly by seat of your pants whenever the rewrites and everything yeah, yeah. and she's self taught so I mean um, she, she kind of kicks but, ass she's that ultimate pioneer as far as is okay and I know women that, in the biz uh, yeah mm-hmm. women in the biz she's that get in there with the boys club. She's also like the aunt you always wanted. Yes. Like. <laughs> She's very chill, very, you know. Yep. Hey, TV, make me pinhead. This is the part of the show where we're just promoting you to watch Face Off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and asking them to bring it back ever so slightly, <laughs> Mr. Westmore. Um, Please. But Rick Baker does What say, is Glenn Hedrick up to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We need to know. Okay. Is, is, we we all like Glenn. Doing, Glenn's nice and all, but you know. Is he still I'm doing Lady saying. Gaga stuff since hmm? she pretty much doesn't do any of the makeup stuff anymore? I don't know, but mm-hmm. he owns uh, Alchemy Did, Effects. Mm-hmm. It'd be really so. weird if Alchemy Effects did makeup on star is born oh, yeah uh, that would be great well you know you got to pay the light bill somehow right uh right. the brick maker says cgi is an amazing tool and it's only as good as the artist behind it mm-hmm. yes same thing with makeup no. uh, i think if you have a very talented director and give him good tools to use mm-hmm. he'll make a good movie if you have a crappy director and give him good tools he'll still make a crappy movie huh so Okay. So what he's saying is really it's based on Whoever not necessarily the artist, but the person okay. in the film, you know, running the film. Because, you know, I guess if I don't have the budget to get someone caliber like Rick Baker, but someone that can do good work, but I don't know how to make a movie right, mm-hmm. that good practical effects or CGI if done cheaply still makes a crappy movie. Okay. It's about the so, team. So. Yeah. So yeah. let let all right. Uh, it, say you're watching an amateur uh, an amateur horror movie or an independent horror movie. Yeah. Um, you come across a practical effect that just doesn't work. Right. Uh, how much of the blame you think goes into the makeup artist, and how much do you think goes into the director? I think publicly, it's a lot on the makeup artist. <laughs> Chris, your turn to answer the question. <laughs> Yeah. I think it goes back. I'm, I, I, I'm sitting next to somebody. I'm I think it goes with back to the director because the so, director so has the final say in what it's going to be. And you would think mm-hmm. that. And you would think that. Of course, the editor also bears some responsibility. Right. right. Okay. In all honesty, if the effects, like we were working on um, the very first thing we ever shot together, like, yeah, that. the blood was not mixed correctly it was not it was not thinned out so it couldn't go through the tube so i ended up when i went to go hit the syringe it Mm -hmm. popped off and so grabbing it and blowing it worked but it didn't have that effect it would if it had flowed a lot right yeah so you know you break it down you set it up keep going right unfortunately 
as the makeup artist, I've been yelled at before. I've been screamed at before on things that had nothing to do with me. So I've, you know. I don't scream. Yes, you do. (laughs) You just don't think you do. No screams. Yes, you do. And then I look at him and I go, you're not my favorite person. Take five seconds over there before you're ending up here and I'm on an episode of Snapped. But then, then, you know, talking about that situation right there really leads credence to Savini from the original Friday the 13th. Right. With the Kevin Bacon scene because there again, he is, they're too popped off and his assistant grabbed the tube and blew in it, which is why you get that gurgle Uh, uh, on Kevin Bacon's kill effects mm-hmm. and in filming anything and everything can go wrong it's like opening pandora's box and just hoping everything goes right right bound enough something's gonna f, f up down the road and you're <laughs> just gonna have to suck it up and move on but, you know this also leads more into other genres than just horror um i believe if i'm correct christopher nolan is big in more practical in-camera effects yeah. than CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there's another one. Um, well, Abrams is kind of that way, isn't he? To an extent. To an extent. Um, he loves to post-process his shots a lot. He does. Well, uh, but I think as far as the effects Blumhouse, for the shot, I think he the, likes to get Idris as much. Elba was pretty CGI'd up. And, mm. Well, that's true. Yeah. In the last, that, in in the the last Star, Star Trek. Trek. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then you look at some of his other stuff, like Super Eight. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that was practical. Yeah, and it was it was shot very well. Yeah. But again, you have to have a, a working relationship with your producers and directors, and even your lighting crew. I mean, you have to know where the lights are going to hit if it's dark, if it's light. Is it going to transition in post? Yeah, that and, was interesting to I mean, see. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Katie, it, it's it's a working relationship, and like anything, you have your good days and you have your bad days. That was really interesting to see in uh, whenever we watched Face Off, whenever they started doing where they worked with the directors in the right. finale. The last two or three seasons. Right. And yeah. uh, there was one of them where they're, they had this monster and the director wanted him white. And, yes. I remember that. Uh, yeah. But he shot with a gray filter right. and it just screwed up yeah. the, the makeup because yeah. he didn't tell them that right. he was shooting with a gray filter. Directors right. aren't. And, you have to be ready for anything. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it messed up the colors. And so whenever they went to shoot, like it looked like crap by which, comparison to everything which else. also falls on the director because when they were doing the screen test prior to... He should have told them. They, yeah. they should have had the filter on there when they were sitting mm-hmm. there making their critiques right. yeah. on how the makeup looks. If he'd have had that filter on there he was going to use, then the makeup artist would have known, oh, he's got this filter. I know I can. Ha- I have to super bleach him out in order to get him just to look white. But right. as a makeup artist, it's also your responsibility. They're, the first rules of makeup apply is that it Blending should be, friend. well, aside from that, it should be good for up-close shots, far away. It shouldn't matter if it's super bright, super dark. The makeup should read no matter what. Right. And if they were unsure of how it was going to look, you know, I'm not one to go, hey, can I take a peek in your camera real quick and look? Right. right. Yeah. Um, Glenn Hedrick even makes a comment about that in one of the episodes. Um, he's like, we never shoot or we never do our makeup for just a one time shot. No. Even if it's designed to be the one time shot, we never stop there. We make it look like it's going to be used in a long shot. Mm-hmm. Right. Because then you're going to. Yeah, put that quality into it, 
And even if it is just, okay, we got a close up. Oh, we're done. Okay. That's Mm -hmm. that take. And all this lens, all this lends into the fact that, you know, even the, even, even if you're the most ardent anti CGI person in the, in the world, it's a lot easier to add CG post effects now. And it's Mm -hmm. like more available even to the, even to uh, modest budgets and everything. Honestly, you know, it's one of those things does, does CGI take over practical and, and is practical fading out? And the answer is no, no. It it's not. It's a marriage of the two. Yeah. I think there are some things that you cannot do without CGI. And then there are a lot of things you cannot do without practical effects. Yeah. Mm. You, you can't See, get the level of acting in CGI. Right. You cannot get the actor's emotion in CGI. Take somebody completely removing themselves and putting themselves into the scene if they're just acting completely against a green screen with no yeah. one else there. Sin City. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. all yeah. green screen. Right. Yeah. There was no interaction with much. Yeah. No. Um, Styrofoam balls. But <laughs> in CGI's... <laughs> this in styrofoam CGI's ball is my best defense, friend. <laughs> I guess, a little bit. Uh, when we turn to Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Stan Winston had created a suit for the first movie, mm-hmm. but he found it very uncomfortable and couldn't articulate his in body it. movements yeah. well enough right. to yeah. portray on screen uh, in the suit. So that's when the director decided, let's try just putting but, him in a green but, suit. But going to that fact, the some of the suit is actual practical fix. Like the whole scene where the... Um, of course, you're opening you're it. opening the, a massive can of worms here. Whenever you bring in Marvel movies, with all the de aging <laughs> that's been going on in the last five or six, yeah. So the years. the scene where they are removing anytime you see the scene where they're removing the chest piece, mm-hmm. the, the basically his heart. Yeah. Um, it is actual practical effects that it's done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I even think that uh, backyard effects did a breakdown of it a couple years ago like yeah five or six years ago and so they showed you how it's done and it actually is done that way and i even have some pictures yeah that i won't tell you how i got it but um it's very interesting to see okay well this is how they did it practical and then they mirrored it and they're still doing that with some of the practical effects Mm -hmm. it's just you know, you got to marry. You got to marry it to where the, where the audience doesn't understand that there's a difference, right? Because right. there are tons of practical effects that people are like, "Oh, that's just bad CGI." Well, no, it's not. It's real. Yeah. It's in screen. It's on camera. I'm sorry, but I was rewatching some of the movies from pretty much our younger years, like the Indiana Jones series mm-hmm. and the Mummies, and I'm mm-hmm. like, I got to that last Mummy, and I was like, "Oh my god, that's Horrible CGI. It was horrible. They should have never done it that way. They should have let The Rock do that because it doesn't even look like that. That's actually the second one. Mm -hmm. Are you talking about the third one or the second one? The second one is where he enters the end. Second one's Mummy Returns, so it's got the Scorpion King. Third one is the one with uh, Jet Li. That was even worse. That was too worse. And I'm just like. You know, I'm like, oh my god, this was in the infancy of this, and it still looks horrible. But yet, yeah. when you take something like the thing and the practical effects that were done way back in the '80s, you want you want like, a movie you want a movie that's still unwatchable these days because of an over reliance on CG. 
Lost in Space. No. The new one? No. The old one? The one, one with Matt LeBlanc. Yeah. It, like, and William Hurt. Yeah. Man, that that has aged for nothing. <laughs> I watched it on Blu-ray because it was like only five bucks. I'm like, oh, I remember liking this. Yeah. Oh, this, no, I don't. I won't. Oh, what is this? No. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can do better than this in Photoshop at yes. this point, I'm pretty yeah. sure. Right. It's bad. It's bad. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it is, and it's, you know, and I've been asked that, too. I've been asked by people, well, what do you think is better, practical or CG? I'm like, uh, both? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yeah. one or the other? I, I'm, I'm so an old I, school. I, I, hate, I, I, hate to cr- I hate to criticize, because I know I've seen him do lots better than this, and we, we, we mentioned him as a good makeup effects artist, but Greg Nicotero, he did my least favorite practical effects or at least he was the head designer over it right hostile oh see i didn't watch that <laughs> i hated hostile so there's no love the, lost well, there yeah well but th- <laughs> but th- that was his that was that was him on charge of all the effects on I that know. right and but there yeah there's that scene where they have like the the wheelbarrow full of body parts and stuff mm-hmm. Just like they flop okay, around, but you, so you, fake. You also have to think like, about it like this: the director yeah. too. Is that, yeah, that's I mean, that is know, on Roth. But. When it comes to practical effects, yeah. you're stuck with a budget, and you have to not only make sure you pay your people, but you have to break it down by yeah. each yeah. effect that it's done, and you have to do it as and I hate to say this as cheaply as possible, mm-hmm. so that you can get the most the the most of the practical effect in the you know the most of the scene there mm-hmm. you know if you've got like seven kills in one scene or you know i'm uh, trying to remember you know, like it, or like every 15 seconds you got to come up with new and innovative ways to do things so, there's a lot of there's a lot of severed body parts in that movie but i only yeah. remember two on-screen kills but uh but, in that same respect yeah uh early in the early days of KMB effects yeah uh, they Nicotero was charged with doing all the cadavers for I think Grey's Anatomy, which are still being used. Like they're used in Bones, they're used. We're in, so realistic, yeah. You know, so I don't really think we can pull that all on. No, And they look. It looks good until they're in motion. Okay, but okay. the see, moment they're in motion, and that might be that you you can claim that's on Roth. Yeah, you, like Roth, went, and I'm you know like, they look really good, but I want that one to move. Yeah. Yeah, or he could say, like, okay. "There's not enough movement." I mean, now they jiggle like Jello. Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's so it's, it, it could lead down to we've got all these created. It took us six weeks to make all this, and now today you want it to move. Well, let me see what I can rig up in an hour. And a lot of the times, artists, you know, makeup artists in general, and even prop houses will go and they'll be like, "Okay, you know, we need so many body parts of this," and they make them, and then. The budget gets cut for whatever reason by you know directors or higher ups or whatever, and mm-hmm. they go, "No, we only give you this amount now." And they're like, "Well, got all this shit. What the hell are we gonna do with this crap?" Which was pretty much so. what happened with Wes Craven and Swamp Thing. Yeah. Which you still haven't seen, have you? I still haven't seen. Oh, oh shame man. on you. I um, nearly bought it on Blu-ray a while good. ago. We should have. <laughs> I'm not sure about this new um, one they're coming out with because it looks CGI. It, I no the la, the last shot I saw looked practical. It's CGI. I don't think it was. Yes, the eyes. Because if you look that's at that's good CGI in the shot I if saw. You look then. at the eyes. Yeah. I mean, the body coming out of the water is practical, but then the eyes are not. They're CGI. Uh, even looked. the water looked a little more CGI than. 
Okay. But again, you know, stuff can be added in post-production with things. I mean, hell, Star Wars did it all the freaking time. Every time they came out with the, the, you know, reissuing of it, they added more stormtroopers or they changed things in there or they, you know... they tweaked yeah, it a little worst. stuff or you know all that digitizing he did in the re-release oh uh, take a look return at star of the, trek return of the jedi with his pixar monster singing uh, yeah. Well. yeah okay so <laughs> i like you the know, pixar monster singing look at star wars okay i liked the song he had originally like, i did too <laughs> yeah yeah sorry look at star wars mm. do we have to and and star trek shut up a lot of star trek's origin origins started with practical effects yeah pretty much the all it was more they got Abrams. into like the 90s and and cgiing it well a well, lot more of the effects not so much the cre- the characters some of the characters were very very, very few, few. If any. Very, very, few. very few i think it was mostly the distant but shots the only times they... you get you get you get cgi is whenever you're talking about like sure. non-corporeal entities yes mm-hmm. and you're talking about like like matter that they've like beamed in or like energy that they mm-hmm. be- beamed in and then it's just like like interstellar stuff that they've gotten like yeah. force fields well, and, and like but as far as characters the, um, westmore pretty much did all that practical yeah oh yeah, yeah. Well, the, I gotta say the like you know we're talking about that you the, that's like two worlds to me. Whenever yeah. you deal with uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek and the mm-hmm. remastering that went into it decades later, mm. because they're very conservative with it in Star Trek. Yes, it, like they oh, they're, they're just blatant in Star Wars. I'm yeah, sorry, like, Here, I, I'm a Wars the, and a Trekkie girl. There's no separation. I mean, I love both of them, but let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they just you know, blatantly when, add about a few dozen more. When Paramount <laughs> takes it and redigitizes it and goes, that's all we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and Lucas goes. We're gonna add a stormtrooper on a creature riding because right Lucas there. Lucas doesn't give a shit. Right? <laughs> That's why he sold to Disney. Yeah, yeah. He, so that makes Darth stopped, Vader a princess. He stopped caring yeah. after Howard the Duck. Yeah. Yep. Um, well, you know, but, Dis- Disney bought Fox. Yeah. Now yeah. I know. Wait a minute. Now Klinger's a princess. You know I, who else? <laughs> you know who else? That means he gets to go home finally. I, I, mean, know. I mean, Alien Queen's a princess. Yes. Mm-hmm. Tim Curry's a princess. Yep. <laughs> Tim Curry's always been a princess. Hell yeah, <laughs> yes. he has. Um, but you know, I I'm kind of an old schooler when it comes to creating my films you know i believe the more i can put in camera the -hmm. better but i am also not opposed to (laughs) enhancement with the cgi you know so but there are definitely some things you cannot do with practical effects that's right especially if it's like (laughs) no 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 no. i don't mean like i don't mean like on actors i mean like scenes like Scenery, like you couldn't do the asteroid, the 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 asteroid coming to Earth and Deep Impact. Oh you no, couldn't no, do no, that no, without no, CGI. No. It no, just not at all. you just couldn't. Or um, day after tomorrow, yes. where the waves come. Yeah, you know, there's a lot of that you just yeah. can't. You just can't do. But when know? it comes to your character based makeup, mm-hmm. you know, like when he slips and breaks his leg or whatever in day mm-hmm. after tomorrow, you know. I'm not going to CGI that in. I'm going to get someone in there, make it, get it shot. No, no, no. Yeah, totally. Honestly, I think what's killing CGI and practical effects is HD cameras. I'm sorry. But ever since Red... Some things need to be in HD. Ever since Red got made, I'm just... uh, 
Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, about to, we're about to get 8K cameras. The the red camera just killed the the because you have to be so so careful with I, your blending and your coloring and mm-hmm. everything so, like that. So uh, the first time I realized that actors and actresses are, had to be var- very like and uh, makeup of teens and everything had to be so much more conscious of how things were going to look on camera when it, once uh, HD was like the over reliance. Enchanted. Yeah. Yes. Of, all, yes. of all things, Enchanted, yes. it gets to the, the, the true love kiss scene and they light her from the back. And I'm like, oh, Amy Adams has a mustache now. Yeah, it's um, like, yeah, you're watching HD and you're like, oh, they went out to sun. OK, and there's bug bites all over them and we're not supposed to see that. Yeah. But I see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and there again, that that kind of relies on the cinematographer and the director on mm-hmm. how long you're going to maintain that shot. Yeah. So if I'm going to do a, a really big close-up mm-hmm. on someone, I want to make sure that that makeup is perfect, mm-hmm. that there's no blemishes because of the amount of resolution that the cameras will produce today. Yeah. Yeah. But if I'm going to shoot them from across the room, it doesn't have to be... Well, there are certain things you can get away with. I mean, like Walking Dead, you have about maybe five or six hero zombies, and then the rest are kind of blended in the background, and you just kind of have them. And and for those of you that don't understand, a hero zombie is not a hero. No, no, no. It is a zombie that is done. It's that one from Land of the Dead. Yeah, usually. Yeah, it's usually the one like um, it's the one they're gonna Dr. Do the close-ups Tongue on. or the one that had the jaw, the jaw off hanging yeah. off that was still moving. I mean, there are different different things that make a hero makeup. Or yeah. even like on your more predominant actors, if they're in the spotlight more like, you know, in gunfights or something like that, they're going to have like little gashes nothing too major you know mm-hmm. because it would destroy their prettiness so to speak yeah. right yeah. Um, so you yeah. know a, a one example that i have kept bringing up uh through our discussions prior to recording um was in the movie wrong turn yeah uh with eliza dushku um there's a scene where one of the people get killed by a saw blade next to a tree that goes like halfway into their head. Is that, Jer- is that Jeremy Sisto's death? Was it? I don't know. I don't remember. I know he didn't make it through that movie. Yeah. Um, no, it was a female, I think, that got that killed. <gasps> oh, yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, but they did a majority of it CGI, especially after the saw blade, because they wanted the eyes to roll up and everything, and that would have taken, I guess, a, a lot more budget to rig up servo motors and all that to yeah. a head and, and yeah. all that. Yeah. So you would have to, you would have had to create an animatronic piece yeah. on top of the saw blade. Um, right through that. They actually did something well, it's not exactly similar, but in Grindhouse there's a scene where it's the um killer car or something like that and it goes over the other one and it takes off the top of the car. Yeah, death proof. Yeah, yeah death proof. And yeah. With the, the main actress's yeah, face. The face. Oh, the, 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 the tire that, going yeah. on. That was actually a maraud of both effects. Yeah, that combined. was a combination. So really? it was I mean, a lot yes. of it was a lot of practical with the face ripping off and stuff, and then yeah. uh, it Tarantino that, went back in and enhanced 
with extra blood. That is and, a lot of know. painful shots. Yeah, ba- like repeated over. Yeah, because <laughs> it was it was actually a real fake leg that flew off. Yeah, out yep. the window. Her face was molded. Yeah. Or Jungle like Julia. Her. It was all it was all shot uh, green screen, mm-hmm. so it was digital in that fact. Um, but they had like a real tire, a real tire, and a fake part fake of the car, body. half of a car that they could bring the tire across and just get that real good close-up shot it that stands that stands well that's yeah. nicotero too yeah. isn't it yes yeah. yep. it is yeah. um dracula that was that had some good ones some good practical effects that's a, the thing i the yeah the thing i think about whenever i deal with special effects is they're only like half of the reason I wa- I will watch a silent film these days is to see what they accomplished when right. they didn't have access yeah. to these CG pros effects. Yeah. Like F.W. Murnau, uh, George Millet, and uh, Jacques Cocteau, who did Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. The original. Like, yeah, like all that, all yeah. their stuff is beautiful. Oh yeah. Like watch Nosferatu, watch any of the shorts oh, that yeah. they reference yeah. in Hugo or anything. Um mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, even even a lot of the the Cheney stuff uh, from that time period mm-hmm. can still kind of hold up today because of he went to the extremes though to, to make sure his makeup like yeah. fish hooks in the face, yeah, and yeah, tape yeah. on his eyes, and mm-hmm. but that was before we had even a third of what we have now. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, so let me ask Katie as a fairly newcomer to the horror genre. Yes, um, how blatant is it for you? on some films when it comes to the difference in effects like if you if you can you really see how bad some of the cgi or even some sometimes of the yes okay um sometimes it's very blatant what's a bad um, example um, <laughs> she's like oh let me count the ways yeah. um all right let's let's use let's use one that everybody's gonna know okay. the most recent stephen king's it what's a good effect and what's a bad effect because there's lots in there. Um, Bunny teeth? Yeah. That's a bad effect. Uh, okay. Um, yeah. Mm, teeth. Um, okay. So the floating. Okay. Really sucks. All right. Um, Are you talking about when the, the, around the, the, the people tarot, were the floating? The people up. The, everything float Because it's not just people up there. Right. It's, it's like pieces of crap. Yeah. Floating <laughs> above the the uh, mm-hmm. carriage. Right. Yeah. Because it's a, it's a circus carriage. And all that floating up there, that is just ugly looking yeah. it's stupid it's, okay. it doesn't look right it doesn't make any sense if you've ever read the book no it doesn't it okay. doesn't make we're a talking about effects we're not talking about plot <laughs> um, it's still, okay. still bad <laughs> so that was a bad effect the, the, okay. the other one in that one is in the same kind of it's not the same scene but it's when he takes it's just Beverly down there uh-huh. mm-hmm. and she's looking and he like comes out of the the carriage thing that uh-huh. was an awful effect yeah it really was it was terrible um, you, you can't touch about? that dancing though that's beautiful it was beautiful great dancing, it was wonderful um okay what about all the scenes with the painting painting, the one that car- <laughs> painting was uh, good uh, yeah i like so? the yeah. painting yeah okay yes uh, what was not good was uh the leper that terrorized eddie oh god that was yeah, awful. The, le- the leper was awful if they would have done that practical instead of cgi it would have made a world of difference. which way was it do we know i don't know i don't know it no looked it looked a little really too polished you think so CGI. well there's like wasn't there like a bubble through like the nose cavity or something it's possibly point? i might be remembering that wrong that might be mandela effect 
because I believe in Planet Terror, that was all practical with the bubble effects and the, and the mm-hmm. popping and the squishy and <laughs> she can't watch that movie. Well, that is a that is some shaking. <laughs> There's a whole lot of shaking going on. Oh. It was a marriage. I guarantee you that uh, Quinn's balls falling off was CG. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Um, Katie, you look very confused. I'm trying to remember. Um, uh, I can't remember because I, I read the book since the last time I saw that movie. Right. Mm-hmm. So well, I know we Eddie's get the arm part is in September. So yeah, well, I know Eddie's arm is broken in the um, in the movie, and I'm trying to remember if that happens on screen because that happens in the book and it's pretty right. graphic in the book. Right. And it doesn't happen on screen. Nope. Gosh, dang it. Yeah, I didn't think it did. Because um, that's a great. Because the the way that happens in the book would have been a like awesome it been scene. So much better. And it would have been a prime way to use practical effects that would have been because it's a bad break. Right. It is a bad break when he breaks his arm. Right. Um. So that would have been cool. Did they do that? It would have been nice the if they showed anything with version? Mike. I didn't think so. No, they don't show it in the '90s version either. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a lot of stuff in, in from that's not represented in the book. In the it would have been nice if we had learned too. anything about Mike. <laughs> yeah. Anything. Anything. Mm-hmm. Because like Mike's stuff, it's all so stinking good. Yeah. In the book. <laughs> really. Yeah. Yes. Have you not read the book? I have not yet. Oh my god. Um, Mike's my my favorite character. Why? Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Be- most of Bev's stuff is good. Um. <laughs> The, the part but there's a weird part when they're, they're trying to do the cgi over her dad's eyes yeah. when uh her dad goes crazy on her and in the, the yeah in the okay. new one in the end whenever she's mm-hmm. she's in the house and he locks he locks the door and right. says where are you going bevy um the leper so, was a practical effect that they used CGI motion on. Oh. Ah, okay. okay. That's that why it was it looked so weird. It, that's why it looked weird. That's why it's got oh. the sheen. Yeah. 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 So they, they they made the dummy and they went, we're going to do all this other stuff in CG. We don't need yeah. any animatronics or you know, yeah. any of that. Uh. Yeah. No. I didn't claim it was CG, but I, right. like, I it thought just, it was CG. It, it didn't. Yeah. yeah, it did not uh, translate. Well. You know, no, an- it another one I think did a lot of CG, and it was uh, the first Silent Hill. Oh yeah, I think there was more CG in it than practical. Um, Especially actually, in the I, second one, I've watched some of the, I've watched some making ofs or whatever. There's a little bit more practical in there than you think. You think? Oh really? Yeah, they're like it's, some of it didn't translate well, but there's yeah. a little bit more than you realize. Hmm. Well, like I know in the second one, but the, I mean, the mannequin monster I, I mean, was pretty much when, all CG. God, I love the mannequin monster though. Well, I mean, when when all hell breaks loose at the end of Silent Hill and when the fire lets up or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's a lot of CG. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course, all the uh, most of the ash and all that is all CG, and the the, the walls changing and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, I think a lot of the creature stuff was a lot of practical. Yeah, there was um, pyramid head. No, actually, the the screamers were almost entirely practical, if I remember right. Oh, hello! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, Heather, was that digital Panic. or was that was that, was that live or was it Memorex? Uh, that was CGI. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I I know I always go for the nostalgia kick, but 
what's a makeup effect that people can remember that anybody here can remember like really affecting them gr- like growing up or like the first the first of makeup effect that made you wince like you went oh my thing is always fingernails oh. so the one scene in stir of echoes crack where yep. she goes down and the nail pops oh yeah whenever she yeah on the on the concrete yeah. floor mm. yeah anything Anything with needles, any kind of being stabbed with a needle. Is there something? Is there some effect you remember? Saw. Okay. <laughs> oh, the throw, type of needles when they throw yeah. it in there, because you know that they didn't jab her with that many needles. Yeah. I mean, you, that's just. <laughs> I'd say that's some dedication on the actress's part. Uh huh. <laughs> pay me enough. <laughs> um, I can't remember. It was uh, one of the. Uh, Masters of Horror short films. Okay. Uh, I cannot remember the name of it, but it was set in an oriental area, and they were putting needles through the fingernails. It's the it's the me K one. Yeah. The imprint. Yes, that was yeah. it. Oh, that one got me. <laughs> yep. Katie. What? Oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness. It's gonna be a detective show. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um. When they. Turned him into little cutest. That was not. Um, no. Let's see. Um, first. Hmm. Okay. Well, I didn't watch a lot of movies growing up. Right. Like not very many at all. I bet um, I got a movie I know that affected you. Really. Sinister. Well, yeah, that was later though. That wasn't until after I met Paul. He said any times. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, but I mean, I mean, really though, the makeup effect that always sticks out as something that 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 was that 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 I still see in my dreams. Let's go with that. Okay. Okay. Sure. Um, it's from Pan's Labyrinth. Oh. Um, it's the one at the table. Yeah. With the guy. Yeah. That one. I love that guy. Yeah. There's um, a great uh, there's a great sideshow statue we can no. get. Yeah, we should. No. Yeah, we'll, it'll be the set piece in our new home. We'll just no. have it right there in the entryway. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I she one, but... I say that stuff, too, and she's like, no. Mm, nope. That's not true. Uh-huh. I say stuff all the time. You're like, no, we're not having that in the house. Uh, so okay. I'm like, let's go buy a Dybbuk box. She goes, no. No, no, no. He wants the real Dybbuk box, which is, there's no way in house. What's the point of having yeah, a replica? I can make a replica, that's fine, but no. It's like I want to collect guns, but I, I want a replica 1922 Winchester. It's not the same thing. <laughs> Uh, you so, also want a Ouija board floor, but you want a rumba, and we're going to come home to demons in our house. I'm just going to see if I can summon Michael Jackson. No. <laughs> Why? So we can melt him down and let the children play with him? Ooh. Do you so, think the spirits are stronger than the rumba? I don't think so. But. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm afraid to come you, home you and it'd be Roomba like... the rumba is stronger than the spirits? Yep. <laughs> Pretty sure. Well, all I know is Technology it rules, man. All right. Those rooms suck. Come home, Crowley's hanging upside down. What the fuck? <laughs> okay, so one that catches you in your dreams. Yeah, yeah. in Labyrinth. Yeah. Yeah. But I do have okay. issues with breaking bones. Yeah. So uh, is it the sound or the sight? It is the sound. It, it is not the sight. It is the sound. Yeah. So. 
That's why I can't do pop. I don't. I do not like it when people uh, <laughs> pop their fingers, oh, crack no. their knuckles. She like, says it that after I said that. Yeah. Now that you've cracked your neck, <laughs> right? No, Paul. Uh, what about you, Paul? What what uh, what uh, lasted with you? All right. Uh, two things. Two. Uh, original Pet Cemetery. Okay. Gage burying that scalpel into Judd's Achilles tendon. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that was a bad one. Yeah. That was that, that uh, of all the things in that movie, that holds up pretty well. That's his thing though. Like it, the Achilles it, tendon. It, Any right. kind of like if someone gets hurt there, it's it's all over. That, I think I think that started it. Oh, really? play, I was like, Alexander then either, huh? Mm-hmm. I have watched Alexander. Oh. I've also watched Troy. And Troy. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um and two. The second one's weird. I watched the Evil Dead movies in reverse order. Oh, so you started with Army of Darkness. I started with Army of Darkness. Then later I found out that that movie that creeped me out, I don't know why, the Evil Dead 2 cover always creeped me out. The cover? Yeah, just the cover with the skull and the eye, like looking looking through. Um, Yeah. I guess I didn't ever paid attention that it says laughter on the front, on the cover. I thought you were going to go with the whole laughing deer head. But, but so what's weird is with that movie, the effects got better as I went backwards yes. through the series. Yeah. Like I didn't think they were I've never like I'm never going to say that any of them were bad. They're all fun to watch. They're fun. But Army of Darkness is Ray Harryhausen and all these like puppet effects and everything like that. Yeah. Nothing unnerving. <laughs> Um, Evil Dead 2, Henrietta is a little off-putting. Yeah. Uh, the eyeballs, not very effective, flying yeah. across the, 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 the yeah. into her, well, the I think Bobby out of Joe's all of them, Evil Dead 2 was the most comical. But Evil Dead, whenever it gets to the end, uh-huh. and what's his, you know, Brad's from the second one. I can't remember the guy's name. Right. Whenever his buddy, yeah. Whenever he gets dismembered, yeah. and all the body parts are flopping around on the floor, I got physically ill. Did you? I don't. I can't describe that, and I don't. I haven't seen the movie in forever, so I don't know if it'll still have this effect on me. Right. But that shot, the way they did it, and the way it looks, and everything, because of course I was watching on VHS back in the day, oh, and everything yeah. like that, so it all looked it's dirty and, and raw, and yeah. it was just like, it, like it, nothing about it was realistic. Yeah. But I was like, oh, hey, that, that's like that's like watching an original <laughs> version of the Texas Chainsaw. Um, <laughs> And then you go to Netflix and watch the 4K cleaned up version. You're like, this doesn't look right. It's too clean. Mm-hmm. Um, I still have a VCR if anybody wants to watch a movie on a VCR. <laughs> I have a ton of VHS tapes, honey. I um, never got rid of them. So you did Evil Dead kind of like Heather did Friday 13th that one time. And backwards. And backwards. <laughs> She's like, wow, Jason started out kind of old and got... He got Younger super, and super young, as he got super younger. young, and he just left. Why? Why? Well, uh, the cats. <laughs> well, we had two people abandon the table, so we got a cat that's coming we, in to we, help. We have two people that turn into two cats. How did that happen? <laughs> um. Yeah. So. We could probably say that your CGI is usually going to be more in, um, I don't know, like your superhero and sci-fi type films mm-hmm. um, as as 
much as is in horror because horror probably doesn't use as much CGI. Well, depending on what the film is, yeah, and, and the premise behind it. Well, especially in in this like modern little mini renaissance we got thanks to Blumhouse and everything like that. Yeah, they're seeing the economical model, and they're like, you know, they're they're not gonna have a whole bank of like. Uh, programmers and animators are right. available whenever your bud- budget is that modest. Right. Because a lot of your horror films are looking at, well, you look at the Blair Witch, their their film was shot for 60000 Yeah. And, I mean, that's not a lot if you wanted to put any CGI in it. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the others. Uh, but you, you go back and you look at the original Hellraiser. Mm-hmm. That was all practical because it was in the mid-80s, late yeah. 80s. Um, and some of those shots, even today with the reverse photography and, and all, mm-hmm. it's just, it stands up pretty well. Yeah. But the only thing that really stands out in Hellraiser is obviously being after the fact is the lightning effects in the final act. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. The shower scene in it. <laughs> oh, the, cl- the, 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 the obvious like claymation uh, of him drain. opening the drain. Yeah. <laughs> she still can't look at a drain in the bathroom. Well, you know, the giant spider was a practical effect, although there was an overlay. It was a miniature, wasn't it? No. Yeah. Well, I think it was a miniature and probably a, <laughs> at least a half scale whenever they got because they had that really derpy looking face on it yeah, in that one yeah, shot that's true <laughs> cross-eyed um, spider monster <laughs> but you know to to lead credit to practical effects there's the scene in the original jurassic park with the dying or the sick uh oh the stick, triceratops, triceratops. Yeah. and everybody got mad they're like no that dinosaur is real they're killing no, it, it you know it wasn't Anyway, and and that's a Stan Winston, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was it was done so well that people freaked out thinking it was a real creature. <laughs> yeah, years and years later. Yeah. Yeah, we have T Rexes and yeah, you know, raptors well, and that, that's the way. It, that's the that's the reason it took so long to make the movie. They had to wait for the science to yeah. catch up. Well, you know. We had to grow a few <laughs> thousand dinosaurs for the movie. You know. <laughs> They, they were so busy worrying if they could. They never stopped to think if, if they, they should. should. Best line ever. <laughs> Hands down. Yeah. Um, uh, that one presents... That one... Uh, that movie in particular presents an interesting problem when okay. it comes to how well an effect holds up. Right. Uh, there are some ha- of the CGI shots that don't. Have you, have you watched it on Blu-ray? Uh, yes. Have we? Yeah. I, I know we have the. Voodoo. It is. It is a. It is not a movie. Like it. It still looks good. It looks fine. But there's a whole lot of noise in that movie. And yeah. a blatant. And and it like it switches. It, and it pops like yeah. things pop now. Yeah. They yeah. go. Oh, that. And, wasn't and there. you see that a lot with the the Blu-ray <laughs> and the 4K renditions. And some of the older films, you're now just going. Wait a minute. Well, everybody said everybody said that about Lord of the Rings. Like whenever, D- yeah. like, because that was about the time that everybody was really getting into DVD. Yeah, yeah. they watched uh, Fellowship of the Ring, and then they could see like the the kings as they were floating on the water were clearly yeah. you know added in and stuff right. like that. Well, and stuff like Thirteen Ghosts. Then you know, quite a few of that was done practical. But then there are things like you know, 
the sliding door with the body falling in half. That was there's, all CG. there's no way. Oh, the lawyer, the lawyer um, scene. Yeah, yeah, the lawyer scene. Uh, you know, there's certain scenes that you just can't do practical. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no way, but yeah, it works. Now, that I, was a that was a big type of effect that they were really were <laughs> relied on with CG in that era. Yeah, because res, the first Resident Evil does that too. Yeah. It's got yeah. the the little mesh shredding or whatever it was was, was a 90s thing it was like oh this is new we're gonna just use it cube has that too in everything in the opening the very opening shot i remember somebody got shredded it and i don't remember it looking nearly as cg i thought he exploded in the first shot like he stepped on something and exploded i'm trying to remember what they showed in the first opening shot of that But I remember that's what happens. Yeah. I thought he was exploded. Like he huh. stepped on something. So what is... Oh, no, okay, it? so now I gotta ask. We've talked about your worst scenes, the ones that kind of stuck with you. What's your best scenes? That Bet. you're you're just like... Anytime somebody asks, well, what's the best practical effect you've seen? We are completely moving away from fear. Um... Okay. And this is this is open this is this opens up a debate here on whether it's even worth it. Okay. But if you look at the making of Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, there is almost there's little to no CG in that movie. Right. And if you watch it, like even though like if you've never seen that movie, you go, the the weird drama with Jim Carrey and Kate Winslet or whatever. There's a lot of effects in that movie. Yeah. Because he keeps like going through time and like all, you know, in the mental things. There's a scene where he like he's uh, tapping Elijah Wood on the shoulder and he keeps like whirling around. It's still the back of his head. They did that in camera. Like there's a scene where Jim Carrey is they they did the old uh, force perspective thing. Whenever Jim Carrey is supposed to be like a kid in his pajamas or whatever, like under the table. They created this massive kitchen that like went, you know, yeah. forty feet back or whatever. Right. And, all and there was of a stuff. lot of there was a lot of that in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, um, the whole force perspective mm-hmm. with the hobbits and yeah. Also, not the best CGI. <laughs> we, we, we were just yeah. Okay, we so what, what one sticks out for you as the best practical best, effect? Best practical effect. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Okay, so. Um, does it have to be in a movie? No. Okay, so there is some damn good practical effects going on on uh, Face Off. Mm-hmm. There are some rather beautiful aliens yes. that go on on that show. And that's specifically aliens, but there are a couple of their, their specifically their, their monsters. Yes, the, are the horror ones. Amazing. Yes. And. It's really hard to, I'm trying to remember which one, there's one in an early show that's kind of rough, but given more time, I cannot remember the guy's name, he didn't win the show, Um, he was kind of short with blonde hair and a mohawk, Um, and he did the teddy bear, do you remember that? Teddy made me do it. Yes, yes. That was the first season. That was the first season. And that was... um, I can't that's think of my, his name. That's my favorite horror one out of all the seasons. It's so good. Um, yeah. 
specifically because V Neil goes, if you win this, I hope you take that hundred thousand to get some therapy. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. Actually, I don't think it's V. I think it's Glenn that says that. Was it yeah. Glenn? One of them say it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's um, also a, a baby doll in one of the later ones oh, yeah. that is phenomenal. Yeah. Well, that one that one clearly got them work. Uh huh. Yeah. Because uh, they that we, I looked it up. I was like, man, that looks uh, looks so much like a porcelain doll from Devil's Carnival or whatever. Right. It was the person. Yeah. yeah. They person got hired. They got hired to go yeah. work with the guy from the Dead Repo. Most of them, <laughs> if they made it to the last four or five episodes, got work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I know Roy got a lot of work, uh, especially as a found, uh, fabricator. Some of them will make you sad if you looked at their IMDb. This though. is true. Yeah. It was like what? Al? Tate yeah. just went crazy. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Tate's he was still always doing stuff. yeah, he was always a favorite of the household. Mm-hmm. Who? Tate. Tate. I love Tate. Uh, I loved Graham. Um, we also met Matt Valentine. Really? Yeah. yeah. And his brother Michael. And then. Um, what was her name? Nora. Nora. Yeah. No- yeah, I remember Nora. Krista got to interview her one year. That's cool. At yeah. Texas Frightmare Weekend. She's very, which very is coming sweet. up soon. Mm-hmm. And she was just amazing. And even she was like, "It, it's not what you looks like." You mm-hmm. guys, <laughs> we break it down, but yeah, it's you know. Oh wait a minute. I don't know why. I don't know why I didn't say this. You were saying favorite practical effects. Mm-hmm. I built my entire love of this film based on practical effects. Yes. Gremlins. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, you cannot convince me that you can show me the animatronics and I will not buy it. Yeah. I'm like, they those have, are real. Those are real. <laughs> are you talking about the actual gremlins or, or the Mogwai? Both. Both. Neither. Both. They're, they're I mean, animatronics. I, I think the animatronics on... <laughs> Um, the Mogwai was very good. I mean, you mm. could almost believe that's a real creature. They they realized Gizmo very well for at least seventy percent of that movie. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a great. Your movie. favorite? My favorite? Oh my god, how many are there? Um, I really enjoy the reverse practical effect of. Um, on Hellraiser with Frank coming back into a person uh, with the whole brain and then the skeletal and it just reverse mm-hmm. photography. I really love that. Yeah. Um, and of course we mentioned Del Toro, but yes. if you... Del yeah. Toro! Yeah. Especially some of his earlier works like Kronos. I gotta say... Crimson it, Peak was beautiful. Yeah, oh, I love even that even if even <sighs> if you don't like the plot, man, that movie's gorgeous. And the soundtrack to it, or the score to it, is amazing. Oh my gosh! Yes. Yeah, like I just love the way he realized those those ghosts. Yeah. like that, that was amazing. Like, oh my uh, god! I could say that I don't really care much for the film in itself, but uh, a, the well for cureness. A cure for wellness. Yeah. Cure for well. I never get that right because it was such a bad <laughs> film, but it was beautiful, mm-hmm. and the score was amazing. But it was like four hours too long, yeah. right, Heather? <laughs> Heather's like, so, I'm just gonna so silently since, nod. So, all, right, well, all right. So since you opened up, since you opened up that door, CG effect that I really appreciate for what it means within the movie. Okay. Uh, Shutter Island. 
the okay. o- the first scene with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Michelle Williams, where he where he's talking to her and they're kind of like foreshadowing everything that happened between her and he hugs her from behind. Right. And she like starts getting sopping wet and then she just turns to ash in his arms. Right. I'm like what that means for the plot and the way it's realized yeah. on screen. I'm like, I like that a lot. Uh, and you want to talk about good practical effects inception. Almost the whole film is practical. Yeah. And yes, Seriously? The, yes, that is the, uh, the whole room spinning thing was mm. done on a moving gimbal like they did in nightmare on Elm street. Okay. So they were literally running on the wall as it, spun around yeah okay but yet the, all the all the building folding stuff is not well no i'm talking about <laughs> the interaction well, of the, the world there's stuff that's happening behind them as right. they go yeah, yeah and stuff that they're like they're having to act on the spot right that mm-hmm. is like there are things crumbling amidst their scenes right that mm-hmm. obviously can't be well yeah mm-hmm. but i'm talking anything that they so. could interact with uh physically Okay. Was done practically. But it's still done on a green screen. Like yeah. you have well, stuff, all of but it's all on a green screen. Like <laughs> anyway. Yeah, we yeah. met yeah, we mentioned Nolan we mentioned Nolan as someone who relies on uh practical, but he's a mixed bag you get to interstellar and like some of that is mm-hmm. gorgeous and some of those effects are great. Yes. But then you get to the Anim, uh, the, the animatronic, uh, like That's the robots. Yes, yeah. <laughs> and it's like uh, whenever, especially whenever it's getting, they're getting rushed onto the shuttle by yeah. the by Michael or whatever his yeah, name is. Remember. Like, okay, that's kind of goofy looking. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm sure some of that was practical, especially yeah. when they're on the ship and there's very little. It movement. might. I mean, it might have been. It's just. You, when you're dealing, whenever you're control. dealing with a block with like just straight arms and legs, and they're yeah. just going, <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. goofy looking. <laughs> it was. Um, but then a credit to CGI was Arrival. Oh yeah, that was a beautiful oh, movie. Oh, that was a beautiful movie. Well, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Twenty forty nine. Yeah, yeah. And some of that was practical. And some of it was. Yeah. Um, I actually saw a couple of guys that created a world like that in their own little short film that almost all of it was done with cardboard made stuff in their garage and they would just sit in it and then green screen and oh yeah i remember those guys and i was like that almost looks perfect they were trying to mimic uh the whole blade runner yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. it was actually very well done and and it took them quite a long time to do it too okay so wait hang on so heather your favorite CGI and your favorite pack practical. Well, that <laughs> Wide eyed. Explodes. Look at that. <laughs> God. She's like, great. <laughs> Thanks. Scanners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Heather's not with us tonight, so. All right. She's just you, here. you want to set like a you want to set like a time limit for Katie on this because this, this might be turning this might be turning her loose because I realize we haven't talked about we're we're talking about more than horror. What do you want to take a few minutes to talk about all Harry the Potter? Th- yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do this. Okay. Well, first we have to talk about the the ceiling on the Great Hall. Okay. Yes. It even looks good in the first movie. Total CGI. Um, the most beautiful 
scene for that is whenever all of those candles are blown out whenever Dumbledore oh, dies. Yes. That's an excellent scene. Mm-hmm. And you can see the rafters for the first time yeah. yep. in that one because the spell goes away because mm-hmm. Dumbledore casts that first spell. Mm-hmm. Um, you have that. You also have the fight in the clouds which actually turns out pretty well because um, it just looks like a thunderstorm that looks kind of odd at first and then Harry flies into the cloud and right. suddenly there's all the Death Eaters, right? Yeah. yeah. That looks really good. But, but Quidditch was real, right? He was actually on that broom. Sure, honey. Sure. <laughs> Let's go with that. Sure. Actually, he, he really was. They created green a broom and he put on it and then they green screened him moving. Everything. Right. So, it wasn't yeah. the toy broom that they that just vibrated, was it? No, honey. <laughs> no, it wasn't the giant He was in a harness <laughs> and on a practical effect prop. Now, the... What are they... Why am I... I'm blanking on a name. I'm blanking on a, on a name. Um, what... What is McGonagall and Sirius and they're all anime guy. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Okay. None of the anime guy look good and neither does werewolf. <laughs> anime guy. Yeah. I know. They're able to make themselves yeah. into they animals. Can, they're the ones that can oh. turn into the animals. As yeah. Sirius Black will. turns into, oh. into a big. For tone, and, for tone and atmosphere though, Azkaban is overall. Azkaban's the best. Yeah. Number one movie. Absolutely. Well then mm-hmm. I would have to say the best CGI in that one was when Sirius comes up in the fire. Yes. No. Yes. That one's, well, that one's, uh, that's not in that one. That's in Goblet. Oh, that's That's in Goblet. Um, That's wonderful. That's the best way they did the fire. Absolutely. 100%. Because they did the crappy. excited you stuttered. <laughs> well, I love it when she gets excited. I know, right? Well, the crappy way they do it is they do them where they just like flicker in the flames, yeah. and it's so much better when they're like in the embers because that's how yes. they talk about it being in the books. Oh, okay. So it's just better that way. Um, so we have that. Then you also have the uh, spiders. What spiders? Spiders are pretty good. Why do they um, have to be spiders? But Why they're kind of vague, the which is because it's CGI, right? I, 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 um, I can tell you worst and creature they, they're effect. They're really on there for like maybe two seconds. Right. I can right. tell you worst creature effect. What? Harry Potter? Centaurs. Yeah, the centaurs that was are. pretty bad. They are pretty bad. That was horrible. But I have seen pictures of the basilisk and that is a practical effect. Um, that one's that I have great. The pictures. It's wonderful, right? Have you seen the one of him getting a shower? It's awesome. Yes, I have that one. <laughs> I have that one where his mouth is open and they're like, yes, and his eyes are closed, yes. like he's enjoying like he's it. Enjoying it's wonderful. It. <laughs> yes, and then there's another one later where it's um, it's not water, but it's actually KY jelly. <laughs> they're, they're trying to make it glisten. Mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> um. <laughs> Favorite, so, favorite creature, my favorite creature is Buckbeak, which looks really good half the time. Half the time. Half the About time. half the time. <laughs> um, yeah, so we get those. So the creatures can be good. That's like, why when we get to Fantastic Beasts, oh, they yes. look pretty good. They're like damn yeah, good. pretty good. The, the creature that I liked best was the um, pe- Pestrels. Thestrals. 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 The ones you can only see if you've encountered death firsthand. Right. The, the, the um, ones who pull the, the yeah. carts. Yes. Right. Yes. Yes. And so none of the kids can see them except for Harry, who's they're encountered like, death, they're death like, firsthand. Yeah, the, amazing, the emaciated horses. death horses. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. 
They're okay. they're intense. I evidently didn't pay a whole lot of attention when I watched them. Well, you you should have. I mean, that you need that, to read the book. That one should have stood out to you. The emaciated death horses are the darkest looking creature in the whole thing. I thought that was the. Uh, Stealer? No, that's no. the no, ones that kind of look like the nine guys in Lord of the Rings. Oh, that's uh, those are the uh, Dementors. Death? Yes, mm-hmm. um, but uh, the Dementors are those are also not the greatest effects. A lot of the time, uh, they get a little better towards the end whenever you're seeing them from the distance because they do look a little more creepy, but. Yes. Oh, yeah. That's great. That one's always really. I love it when they swish and flick. (laughs) Swish and flick. (laughs) It's really fun. Practical effect that practical effect that I really really like. Yes. The mandrakes. The mandrakes are great. Okay. Yeah, Yeah, they're good. (laughs) They were. Um, I want to make one. They were animatronic. I found a how-to. Do you really want to make one? Yes. All right. Let's do it. So what? Yeah. Sure. We can would, do that. Would, would the best CGI effect be the chocolate frog? No. No, no those are kind of weird. I can get you chocolate yeah. frogs at Walmart. No. Nice. <laughs> we should have some for the party. We should. And, and they were flavor beans um, and... You're giving it away, gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, so. What? Yeah, so. Yeah. yeah. Practical <laughs> effects, CGI. Okay, so... Who is your all-time, hands-down, favorite practical effects person? What do you mean? Like, who who would be your favorite artist if you could oh, pick one? crap. Would it be Rick Baker or V. Neal or Hedrick or one of the guys Heather on Face Heather says Off B. <laughs> I like V a lot. Um... Del Toro does a lot of art himself, but he doesn't do the doesn't actual do the effects. effects. No, no. So yeah, but he, he's he just work, like Here's he works my with art. somebody a lot. Right. Yes. Yeah, who's remember. his main artist? There's uh, they're actually in Mexico, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't Pan's surprise me. Yeah, um, because when I remember in the behind the scenes, um, they had to translate a lot of their interviews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but his his stuff is always beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yes. He actually has an opening in the gallery now. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. he's that's like yeah, two. He's got two or three different installations because, of course, if you can go to his house, you get the cabinet of curiosities. Right. Yeah. I'm talking about it's in the museum. I just saw it on my Facebook. Uh, yeah, I know what you're referring. Yeah, to. and a yeah. lot of the work from Pan's Labyrinth in it, and some yep. of the Hellboy stuff. Mm-hmm. And Interesting. So it's yeah. quite a bit. Actually, one of my favorite favorite one that he does is um the angel of uh the one in hellboy 2 oh oh yeah hellboy 2 it's in hellboy 2 and it's the angel that has the eyeballs for the wings right that's what what i was saying i don't know if it's the angel of death or the angel of time Uh, it would make sense if it's time i think it's time that's a time piece i also uh, um for hellboy 2 i also really love the tooth fairies Oh yeah. yes, they yeah. So They're like cute. sort of adorable and creepy at the same time. Yes. I loved them. I actually wanted one. <laughs> I was like, "Can I have one?" I just wanted it as a pet. I know people. <laughs> Look, it's my new pet. It's Tooth Fairy. Here, would you like to hold it? <laughs> I, I don't know if I could pick one. Yeah, effects mm-hmm. artist. Who's your top two? Oh, 
Or do you Westmore. Know, I get two. Huh? Westmore. <laughs> Which say, one? I, I really like Michael Westmore. <laughs> um, although he did not do the original Star Trek. No. Or somebody else. He was still too young for that. Yeah. So. Um, because someone had mentioned that his father did yes. the original Star Trek. Mm-hmm. And That's it wasn't true. him either. No, no, it wasn't. He, it was... he did Next Generation on mm-hmm. up until the new movies. Right. Right. Um, I, don't, I really like a lot of Savini's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nicotero for a lot of stuff, uh, especially when he worked with uh, Romero. Yeah. A lot of his zombie stuff was really good. We hadn't. I mean, I'll throw I'll throw Rick Baker out there because we really hadn't talked about a lot a lot about him or whatever. I know. Rick and you like even if his entire career was based off that werewolf transformation from American Werewolf in London. Yeah. If you that think might about, be enough. If you think of all the things he had to develop with all the bladders and the tra- and he like wasn't all that. the first one to do it. Yeah. Um, if I remember right, it was initially Botin. Rob Bottin that was mm-hmm. set to do that film yeah. and had developed it mm-hmm. but then went off to do the same effect in Howling, Howling. and Howl- then Rick they're, Baker they're took within over. two years of each other yeah, and so. then Rick Baker took over and made the effect what it was Howling the effects are a little strange whenever it comes to like the way they develop yeah. the werewolf transformation yeah. so especially her yeah like her in the very end she looks like some sort of Bashan yeah um <laughs> But but then you look at Botine's work and John Carpenter's The Thing, and it's just like I saw something the other day where everybody was someone was bashing it on how bad it was. I'm like that is not bad effects. Mm-mm. I mean Mm-mm. that's downright. Go back to grade school. Great. Yeah. Uh, their their point was the whole doctor scene when his chest opens up and the chest burster pulls his arms off. Mm. And, uh, I yeah. I mean. Show that. I mean, just show. Just look at that picture and try not to wince, though. Just like, just like the the, like just the visceral nature yeah. of what that is. Yeah, I, I mean, I can see where they may say it. It kind of could be a little comical because of yeah. the scene in itself. It was you know, from the, the freaking eighties, people. But as far as the work of the effects that went into it, the most cartoonish thing in the entire movie to me is the head. No, it's when the when all the dog when all the the dogs are killed. Oh, and all the whenever it becomes like, whenever it becomes a mass and it's yeah, got that dog the, yeah. the, the furless dog head yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But it's still a striking around. image. It's yeah. a very striking uh-huh. image. Like the Especially profile when they put it into the last creature at the end. It's yeah. got you know Wilford Brimley and yeah. all the dogs and everybody yeah. else. And, uh, <laughs> I I still really enjoy the practical effect of when he just puts the hot iron into the blood in the petri dish and it moves i mean that's done very well yeah so yeah i can't pick one i mean there's so many <laughs> great uh effects artists uh but i have to be a typical hug- you honey <laughs> I love you, but yeah, I've been in this industry to develop a thick skin, so it doesn't bother me when you say somebody else. No, I so, <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, uh, that's that's what we've been talking about this week. My, uh, can I say mine? Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, okay, good. Well, I actually have four. Eighteen. Four. <laughs> I was about to say. Four. Like, I actually have uh, thirty-seven. Four. <laughs> Um, Harry Hausman. Ray Harry Hausman? Yes. Okay. He's the one that started off. I will also have to say, um, 
Oh, God. Of course I draw a blank on his face. I don't need his face. Just his name. <laughs> Nobody else is going to see this. Hmm? What? What? You're Chaney. Mining. Lon Chaney? Yes. Mm-hmm. Junior or senior? <laughs> <laughs> senior. Oh, okay. Yeah. Junior only did it for a little bit. Yeah. Okay. But he's still a Lon Chaney. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, them because they started and they're the ones that really got me in, into it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan Winston. Yep. Winston. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Love Pumpkinhead. And um, I will actually have to say Savini and then V. Okay. Okay. Yeah, what do you think is Savini's signature work? His signature work? Mm-hmm. Blood. That would have to be all the Fridays that he did. That would be his signature. I mean, he did okay. Maniac and all the other ones. He did mm-hmm. Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did Prowler, too, didn't he? He did Prowler. Yeah. Um, but I would have to say his signature work would be on that and on um, Creepshow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. The the creature under the stairs in Creepshow. That was his that, favorite. I'm, 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 I'm airing myself scene. as really liking the, puppets and animatronics. He yeah. also <laughs> did the cake scene where the head's on the, the silver platter and it comes out and it's all lit up. I want my cake, yeah. Adelia. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah. Um, um, Winston, of course, I attend the the school. So, I mean, but even before I attended the school, the just he just blew me away and it was just like I have to do this right mm-hmm. and then of course watching Clash of the Titans and mm-hmm. Jason yep. and Argonauts and Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm. <laughs> and Beetlejuice it just it was yeah most definitely uh. yeah destined to be <laughs> that was practical it didn't, it didn't translate well, no. But it was my favorite part. Bobo. <laughs> Bobo. Bobo. Which we only get a glimpse of in the remake. Yeah, <laughs> bastards. Right. He made the film. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, lo- yeah. I, I always loved. Uh, I always loved the little stop motion effect they did of uh, the figures whenever they were put oh, into yes. the ar- whenever they into put the arena, in, uh, yeah. and then all of a sudden it translated yeah. down to them. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. Um, yeah. All right. But thank you anyways for saying me. <laughs> I, love I loved popping out eyeballs for you and showering everything with blood. Yes. <laughs> fun. Just, just fun. It's just another, you know, yeah. Yeah. Hashtag experience. relationship goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Moving on okay. Um, to the end. Dun, that's dun, what dun. this is. Dick of Forkiness. We're done. Um, so, yeah. I have uh, one at home. It pops oh. an eyeball out. Nice. I don't have the eyeball anymore. No. Aww. The actress that had her eyeball popped out has the eyeball. Yes. Oh. She Aww. still has still it. Still in a case. <laughs> On her shelf. Um, <laughs> I have a picture of Heather holding said eyeball over a boiling pot of water. Paul took the picture. Yeah. Paul took the picture. Um, it's fun. <laughs> so if you have any practical or CGI effects, uh, 
give us a shout. Uh, you can do that by going over to our website, fearcentral.net, and over there is a link to every one of our social networks. So instead of me listing all of them, you can just go over there and pick which one you like. Don't be lazy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing you can do over there at our website is choose which uh, service you'd like to subscribe to us to. And please do so with a rating and review because we love hearing from y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, give us uh, give us your favorite artist. Give us your favorite CGI effect or practical effect, or your even if it's a newer CGI artist or you know effects artist, let yeah. us know. School you know, us, man. Yeah, um, bring it. Bring the blood and the if, body if, parts. If you're one of the people from Face Off, call us. We'll, Please, we'll, we'll, we'll set up an interview with you. Um, I think Katie needs a you know. Yeah. <laughs> So. Katie needs an FX fix. <laughs> yeah, um, I love it. But uh, that said, uh, we got effects this week. Mm-hmm. I really wouldn't call it a versus. It was more of a um, yeah mesh. Yeah. yeah, I mean that, an in, appreciation in, of both. Yes. Yeah. In general, I mean in general that that's the, that is the case. Is there are certain things that work better the one way, certain things work better the other way. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what we got for you this week. Effects all the way around. Uh, We will see y'all again next week, hopefully. And as always, stay scared. Fear Central is a product of Thoughtbox Studios. For more information, visit thoughtboxstudios.com.